Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today, we have a special guest, Amber Vittoria. Welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Michael, how are you doing? I'm great. How about you? It's been a while. Doing great. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm doing really well. It's nice to nice to be recording. Nice to have you, Amber. Yes. Your, yes, your pillow so. game is on point behind you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this one's on the side. Yeah. Sometimes well, I forget which way it goes. Nice. Is that <laughs> your art? That's all your yeah, art. Yeah, a lot of that's your art, right? Yeah, not that one, though. Right, um, right, right, not right. that one, yeah. This one I got. I have to actually wash it. Thank God it doesn't pick up more. Mm-hmm. Thank God nobody can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, these are samples cool. of my art um, that comes out next year. So mm. that's all I can say about it. But I got. Oh shoot! Wow, yeah. <laughs> wow next that, that's year. a painting that's... on the wall too. Oh yeah, so these um, these are two paintings of um, oh wow me and my husband, and um, they're the only oh. two that I have signed with my married name. So my last name is Victoria, but my married name is uh, Victoria Zhang. So. Oh, one wow. is of me and one of mm. that's him. I have to turn around because I know I'll point backwards and now it's me. So cool. Yeah. So for for some context here for our audience, uh, I actually met Amber at VCon. We were on a panel together. I was moderating the panel. Um, you guys probably have heard me mention her a bunch, um, just talking about the different panels. Um, but yeah, physical to digital was the panel. And that was super fun. Um, yeah, it was awesome going to VCon. How was your whole VCon experience? It was good. I escaped COVID, which was the, nice. probably the best part. Um, no, that's only because I had COVID like a month before at that point. So that was horrible if I got it twice. Um, yeah. But it was really awesome. I love that everything was in one place. I think that kind of helped me in terms of like, if you wanted to like go buy merch or learn about different projects or just sit and eat like in the stadium stands and like listen to a talk on the big screen or like if there's someone on the main stage, I just really like that. Um, it felt like a cohesive conference. It reminded me a lot of like the design conferences that I've been to um, pre-COVID, um, which I love. I mean, I also love like NFT NYC and like, you know, when there's like NFT Basel, but I feel like things are all over the place in those cities. Um, so it was really nice to just know that I have to be at this one place the whole day and uh, just be able to chill. So it felt a little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you know they actually played our panel on the main stage? I found out afterwards and someone tagged me on Instagram and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, where am I? And they're like, it's the main stage. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, ah. I know. I was like, oh my God, no way. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't tell me beforehand. Though. I would have been like, oh God. I'm Same. I'm like, 
Well, I wipe the sweat off my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know Gary, right? Like you personally know Gary V. Uh, yeah. So um, I guess a little about my history before I started working uh, freelance as an artist. I went to school for art. Um, my first job out of school was a web designer at Victoria's Secret. And then my second job uh, was at VaynerMedia, um, which was wow. funny going from everyone knows Victoria's Secret to back in 2014, no one knew what VaynerMedia was. Mm-hmm. And people were like, ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. why did you go to a place nobody knows? I was like, ah, you'll know about <laughs> it eventually. Um, but anyway, uh, so back then, I think Vayner was probably like 300, 400 people. Um, and so Gary would meet with everybody that uh, worked there. That was a new hire. Now I feel like I don't know if that's as possible because they're a lot bigger and they're spread across a few countries now. Uh, but anyway, so how I know Gary is that, but also um, I met my husband at VaynerMedia. He's still there. He's oh. been there for 13 years. I'm trying to do math of how old he is. Yeah. Yes, 13 years. Mm. He's 35. <laughs> um, so he grew up with Gary's younger brother, AJ. So when AJ and Gary started VaynerMedia, a lot of their first hires were um, AJ's friends because it, they were about 22. They just graduated college. Um, I believe that was like shortly after the recession in 2008. So, um, you know, they all wanted to work together and yeah. uh, a lot of them are still there, which is really cool. Um, so anyway, that's how I know Gary. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that at all. I'm like, that's super cool. So, and then you were doing graphic design at Vayner Media, right? Yeah, so Victoria's Secret was web design. I went to school for graphic design, uh, but it was more of like a fine art design program. And so the first two years were drawing, painting, sculpture. Last two years were design. Um, and I chose it because I was like, I'm 18. I know I want to be an artist. I don't really know what type of artist I want to be. And that major kind of allowed me to play. Um, but when I graduated, uh, you know, all the jobs available were web design. So Victoria's Secret was web design. VaynerMedia was designed for social media which no one understood. They're like, you make art for Facebook? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so no one got hey, that. Gary was so far ahead on that stuff, like it, knowing that it was going to be. It was, And like, I even remember the day that he had an all hands meeting talking about for creative and for paid, A, introducing the paid team, and then B, creating artwork for organic content which I, I feel like that's changed that term, but anyway, organic content and paid content. And I was like, paid content. I was mm-hmm. like, people are going to pay for content. <laughs> so um, I, it's been wild to see how like far ahead he was in yeah. all of those things. Um, but yeah, I was there for about two and a half years as a designer and then an art director. Um, towards the end of that is when I really knew I wanted to work for myself um so i quit and i took a job that was a little more flexible time-wise um, i was a designer at avon which is a beauty company and they pretty much have proper like nine to five hours whereas at agencies you have to flex for photo shoots or off sites and things like that so um i wanted to kind of get some time back in the morning and evening so put towards my own artwork and start sharing that so i was at avon for about a year and a half and then um, i started freelancing full-time about five and a half years ago now so Wow. And then, so then you, you were doing physical art, right? Like after that, you know, after when you started doing, you know, freelance work and all that, it was physical art or was it still digital? It was a combination. So my own personal work 
I like to make by hand and the high res skin in. And then for clients, a lot of times they want artwork that can flex in multiple situations. So it might live on social, but it also might live on a shirt or on a product. And that's usually when I would do digital work is for clients, just because it made the process of like post-production a lot easier. Um, then when I got into NFTs, initially I wanted to do physical stuff and people were like, what? No, <laughs> we don't want to give you our address. Don't mail us anything. So that's when I was like, maybe I could do my digital practice, but for myself, like as fine arts, that's kind of how I started. And then once I got a foothold and people learned about me and realized I wasn't a crazy person looking to find out where they lived, I was able to start doing work as NFTs too. And what do you like better, creating physical art or dig- digital art? For myself, I like creating, I like painting because it forces me to slow down. Um, I definitely overthink and think in a hyper way. So I think painting forces me to slow down that process. Um, But then there are some really exciting projects that I've been able to create digitally as well. well. So um, I think it depends on the nature of the artwork itself. Yeah. Um, I actually painted for the first time in like probably since I was a child. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my dad had come to visit and I never really seen my dad. And we just decided to paint. And he told us, oh, you're in your history. Like, you know, they used to be painters or whatever. And I was like, oh, really? So then I, I just tried to paint. And I'm like, wow, this is very relaxing. Like, it just feels good. You know, uh, and it's like time really flies. Time really flies. Like just doing something artistically creative. You know, it's it's something about like no distractions on like, you know, no social media distractions. No, you know, whatever. It's just like, it's just real life painting. It was now really her cool. Genesis, her Genesis piece is dropping <laughs> on foundation next week. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's on super rare. It's amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. No, and I feel like that's why... Um, I tell like I tell people that like you don't have to be a professional artist to paint or create something. Um, I think that it allows you to kind of get out of your own head for a small period of time and just take time to make something for yourself. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So when did you actually get into NFTs? Was it because of Gary when he started talking about it? Because I, I asked that because that's actually the moment that I did. Uh, he put out a video in February 2021 about NFTs. And I already knew how smart he was. And I was, I was all in from that moment. That's awesome. Uh, probably yeah. inadvertently. Um, so my husband, Dave, um, I believe learned about CryptoPunks probably through AJ. And mm-hmm. um, so that's when he was like, he explained NFTs to me and yeah. what CryptoPunks were. And I love them. I love the eight bit nature of them and how they're regenerative. And I was like, these are amazing. I want to buy a bunch of them. They mm-hmm. were um a little out of our price range to buy more than one even buying one was kind of a stretch and i but i think we're at that point in the pandemic where we're like fuck it like <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. um, like let's just throw our life savings in this jpeg and hope the best um and, and so that's kind of where i got started um, and i just love the fact that artists had were able to participate in secondary sales i mean at yeah. least in the united states there are no laws that require um you know, auction houses to pay artists secondary sales when something sells at auction. So the fact that this is coded into a smart contract and happens in perpetuity is incredible because, you know, hopefully if 
I play my cards correctly and my work does well long-term. Like I know that my children and their children or my brother's children, like in perpetuity will hopefully Mm -hmm. have something that can help them support themselves. So um, I really love that. I feel like artists historically haven't really had that to date. So that was the like light bulb for me to start selling my work, but then also to start collecting work of other artists that I've loved that, you know, we live in a small apartment in New York city. Um, It's really tough to put, physical artwork in a small apartment so to be able to finally you know with the spending money I do have to collect from artists that I love and not have to worry about it getting damaged or where to put it um, has also been another nice payoff totally the yeah the roy the royalties is revolutionary for sure like that's gonna and we're just getting started the last few years I mean imagine a hundred years from now and people that are super famous artists and they're you know like and what I do you think yeah and I was going to say, like, also, like, the royalties beyond the, like, financial aspect, I think it's also the respect for creators, I feel yeah. like, is something that this will help generate right now. I feel a lot of people, especially posting on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, folks that are digesting that content expect it for free and hope that that creator is working we know with a brand or somebody else to get paid but they want to receive that content for free and with web3 and creating royalties it, it kind of reminds people that's like no no these creators that you get this joy and happiness and learning from you know they also need to support themselves so i think that it starts to bring back the respect of creation as a craft uh, more seriously as well which has been really nice mm-hmm. to see that shift in how people view creators in general, whether artists, musicians, whatever. Yeah. And I remember um, at VCon, uh, one of the panels I did was generative art and Tyler Hobbs was on it. And he was That's saying cool. like, yeah. And he was saying exactly that of, of the royalty thing of like, this is totally new. Like before digital artists couldn't make an honest living without or an original some type of, yeah. Especially without, collabing with some big brand or you know it's like it's just yeah it wasn't really taken seriously as you know and you don't really hear many people oh I'm gonna be a digital artist when I grow up it's like I have never heard somebody say that but now that can be people's actual career like they can actually I think a lot of people it's like it's either really hard to be actually making a lot of money in the real world with you know uh, being an artist or it's like you're a struggling artist. Like it's like a lot of people, like you said, just producing content for free um, because that's, yeah. And hoping for the best, that's, that's the way a lot of people are doing it. So um, it's just what makes sense. And, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty revolutionary too. And I love that you brought up, you know, future generations, like, you know, when you pass on, like, you know, your kids or, you know, your kids' kids will be able to hopefully, you know, continue to benefit from the work that you've done. And it's like, wow, that's crazy concept to think about. You know, that's so crazy. That's crazy to think about, really. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and and your crypto punk, you're talking about crypto punks. That was your profile picture for the longest time. I remember that. I just see now that you've changed it to your atom bombs, uh, or sorry, the hundreds collab. And it's like, you know, yeah, I change my uh, profile picture once a year. I mean, I didn't really change it on Instagram. I mean, on Twitter, um, I would always just change it once a year on Instagram. I begged Dave to like take a picture of me every year. That's what I hated. But I was like, no, I should do that for Twitter. And then like after my collab with, um, yeah, the hundreds, Adam Bob Squad, 
Um, I was like, that will be a fun profile picture. So I switched it up and everyone was like, oh my God, I'm not going to recognize you. I'm like, relax. No. <laughs> I was like, give it like three weeks. I was like, you guys all change your profile pictures every other day and I keep up. You can do it. So, um, but yeah, nice. I love the hundreds. I've been a big fan of the hundreds for a long time. And um, it was really awesome to a meet Bobby. I met Bobby at VCon and I definitely fangirled. I was like, <laughs> like went in to give me a hug. Everyone's like, Bobby, Amber. And I just like stunned, stood there. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but his, him and his team are really awesome to work with. And uh, to see, you know, my work kind of like merge with uh, theirs was really, really cool. So that's definitely a special one. Hmm. What are some of your other favorite collabs? Because I know you've done a ton of, collaborations uh you know with big brands with nft uh brands and yeah i'm just curious what what some of your favorites are the hundreds is definitely up there um usually it's like the most recent one is my favorite because it's a reflection mm. of who i am currently um so the hundreds is uh definitely i would say probably number one uh another one that i really loved was Probably earlier on in the pandemic, Adidas have, they have like a shop um, in Midtown and they invited different artists to make work that then they allowed customers to heat press onto shirts. So it was this really nice, A, it was the first in-person thing that I did what in what felt like forever um, at the time. And, but then it was nice to create elements of artwork that then um, customers could then customize themselves. Like I really liked that collaborative aspect to that project so that was another fun one too um but yeah i'd say those two are pretty pretty up there and then before the pandemic right before the pandemic um, i did an artist residency at facebook they have an office down um, downtown midtown area uh and um to go in and to be able to make artwork like in a studio space and like outside my home for like six weeks was also a really fun experience. So those are the top three that come to mind. That's awesome. I wanted to talk about what you have coming up next. So yeah, I guess I'll let you, I'll let you say, but you have something coming up July 15th. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> um, I was like, way to drop your biggest collection during a bear market, you idiot. Um, uh, but that's okay. Uh, so yeah. in January, I had this idea. So I most of my work that I do physically, if it's not a one of one that the art the collector gets the painting of, it's usually an addition of a painting. Um, I have a printmaking background and to be able to play with the idea of additioning with NFTs is something that was really intriguing to me. Um, but a lot of folks were starting to say, I love your editions. I'm so happy I'm collecting them. I would love to collect a one of one, but all of your one of ones right now are just slightly out of reach. So I was starting to brainstorm a way to make something physically with my hands that could only live digitally. Um, I really love generative art. I also love like AI art and just kind of being inspired by notes of those two. I decided to take colored cut pieces of paper and kind of sprinkle them onto my scanner, scan them in and then wipe the paper and then make another piece. So as I was doing that, the idea of the title Memories of a Masterpiece started to come to mind. And the idea that I'm making these things very physically by hand, like scanning them in, editing them, doing them all like with this physical labor and like using my body to press down on the scanner to make sure that it scans properly. Uh, but then only the scan is the remnant of that artwork I thought was really interesting. So um, initially I wanted to make 5,000 of them. 
<laughs> and then I got to like 500 and I was like, maybe we don't do 5,000. Um, and nine is my lucky number. So I landed on 999. And as I started to make these pieces, um, there are a few traits. People ask me if there's rarity. Um, there are a few traits uh, that are inspired by where I was when I made those pieces. Um, if I placed the paper on the scanner or if they were kind of sprinkled onto the scanner and if my signature on the piece is um, showing or not. Um, and I wanted everything to kind of lean into just like the experience of living my life. So I think the idea that life itself is a masterpiece is really important to me and that all these different scanned one of ones kind of lean into one aspect of my life in the last few months that it took to make it. So I'm really excited. Nice. How's it going to be sold for people that are listening? Yeah. So um, my friends, Ben and Mai, um, they run Curious Addies, which is a really awesome NFT, like educational project. They built the contract for me. Thank God. Because <laughs> um, originally it was like, I guess I'll pre-mint a thousand things on Manifold. And they were like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Um, so they built me a website and they built me a contract. And um, on July 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern, I'll tweet out that link. Um, and I've been telling everyone the last month that I'm only going to tweet it. So like if it's not on my Twitter, don't click on it. <laughs> um, yep. So they helped me build that contract and it's a 721A. So hopefully uh, that will help in terms of gas fees and people meant to keep it a bit more accessible. But I wanted this collection to be as accessible as possible for one of one. So they're priced at 0.09. Again, leaning into mm-hmm. the nine is my um, favorite number. Um, and hopefully that 721A that they created for me will help kind of keep that gas price down mm. for everybody too so I'm cool that's nice that's a that's a good that's that's exciting for people you know 0.09 only 999 of them they look really cool i mm. saw some samples i think on uh on your twitter yes yeah i've been tweeting yeah. it out like a lot so yeah, yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah, glad yeah. that it made it into your algorithm yeah no it did well i went through i, I it, it may or may not have but i went through and kind of tried to do a little research before the uh before the episode oh, i love that yeah yeah I always try to do a little bit. I saw, I think I even saw you have a book coming out as well. Don't you? I do. (laughs) I finished the artwork for that almost a year ago, a little less than a year ago now. So um, it's always been a goal of mine to have a book of what I didn't know when I was younger. But um, so this is a book called, these are my big girl pants. And it is a combination of my poetry that I've written over the last few years and um, artwork, some artwork that are folks favorites, but then also new artwork that, um, people haven't seen to me it's older mm. now that it's almost mm-hmm. a year old but i'm really excited it's tentatively coming out january 3rd and it's being published with Andrew oh, wow. McNeil. yeah mm-hmm. um so hopefully if you know things overseas in terms of like getting books made and shipped all stay in alignment it'll be early yep. january that it comes out nice going web two for that sounds like yeah, I mean, so once we get more specific <laughs> yeah, yeah. on, I'm just kidding. I'm just on kidding. the date, no, I want to do oh, yeah. something NFT wise. Okay. Oh, um, wow. And, okay. they're, and yep. they're open to it too. But I, I said to them, I was like, let's wait until we get closer. When we were mm-hmm. starting to brainstorm ideas for like sharing the book, it was, um, you know, like probably fall of last year. I was like, by fall of 2022, it might be a whole different landscape than it is in 2021. So yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of noodling on like what that might look like. So. Mm-hmm. TBD. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I actually, re- your your the poetry that I saw the samples are like short poems, right? Usually four, five, yeah. six lines. I really yeah. enjoyed them. Nice, like succinct and kind of. There, it was cool, cool to read. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. like to keep my poetry um, more succinct, just because I feel like 
emotions are sometimes super complicated, at least mm-hmm. for me to digest. So I try to do it in a way that is easy for yeah. me to kind of reflect on um, as I go through the emotions that I go through, like any human does. So nice. I appreciate that that resonated with you. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I liked I liked reading those, and I like seeing you're a true artist for sure, and you can tell by the way you talk and. The, you you have a real like method behind what you do. It's it's definitely method behind the madness. Yeah, Talk yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say because um, I was curious if there's any like I guess besides the book and this new collab thing coming out or not collab thing but the collage of all the pieces nine hundred ninety nine. Um, if there's any like collabs, I guess that you have in the works. Um, I feel like this is the first year that kind of flows like normal years as a freelancer so like before the pandemic like the summertime usually slows down because people are traveling 2020 and 2021 were not that everyone was like locked in their home and working and i remember being like oh my god these are the busiest summers i've ever had um so this summer it's kind of slowed down a little bit in terms of collabs coming out in the recent future nothing beyond those two that i can think of there are some clubs that are coming out in the next year that take a little bit of time to Mm. make i work so far in advance that sometimes i work on something and then i forget i worked on it so like we're ready to market and you're like oh yeah yeah." um i guess the only other thing yeah the only other thing also towards the end of 2022 is um i did a really beautiful um collaboration with revive they're an amazing um new york based skincare brand so um they're going to be sharing more details on that in the next few months but that's another one that's coming out in uh by the end of this year so that should be fun cool um and then how can people buy your book like i, I mean yes buy your book oh my God. so when it comes out um i'm gonna be you'll see i'll be shamelessly okay. begging people to <laughs> pre pre-sale buy it because those are super important in the publishing oh, um i'm gonna safely assume that i'll probably be on places like amazon but then also stocked in bookstores but once i have those pre-sale details i will you will definitely see them on my twitter for sure <laughs> we yeah, and Amber's Twitter is Amber underscore Victoria. We will link it as well. Um, make sure you're following her for all the latest and greatest. Yeah, uh, okay. So, Michael, do you have any other questions? Well, we always like to talk about uh, what other artists and what other projects that you're into, people you like, people you respect. I'd love to hear who you think is doing really cool stuff. Uh, so many of them. Um, I would say artist wise off the top of my head, um, my friend, Danielle Evans, she does these really beautiful, like 3d sculptural pieces of artwork. Um, she also has a background in commercial like me as a freelancer. Um, she's also started to play with using the artwork in a 3d digital space which has been really beautiful to see so i love her work um there is a letterer his name is jackson alves i also love his work i've definitely retweeted that a bunch i actually i would get it but then my headphones would it would be a whole mess to um, to get them but i have a beautiful alphabet that he lettered that i bought the nft from and then begged to buy the physical from as well even though he didn't want to sell it to me because it was on thinner paper and it's like i roll i'm buying it um, so I really hey. love his work too. Um, even though I say I buy NFTs, so I don't have to, you know, I don't fill my space with too much physical artwork. That hasn't solved that problem. I just buy NFTs that have physical artwork. So 
um, you know, that's okay. Um, another artist that I really love that hopefully one day we'll be able to meet in person is Claire Silver. She does really incredible abstract, like AI paintings. Um, I have one of her pieces from her brain drops. I think that happened last November. Um, and her work is just really incredible. And the way that she speaks about artists and the providence for artists in the future within this space has been really inspiring. So it's just free off the top. Nice. Yeah, Claire Silver. Oh my gosh, her. I'm like, I right click save when she posts. I'm like, oh my god, this is too cool. I need this in my photos. She's awesome. Um, I remember when that yeah. brain drops things happened. I was like, whatever, I'll just pay four x for it. I had it saved. Like, I'm not trying to get that, and then it, I fail transaction. I'm, I, I'm not. I, I can't handle that. So I bought it on the secondary, like five minutes after it sold out. It was fantastic. Wow, so, yeah. nice. nice. Yeah, we would love to get her on the pod someday. She's a little hard to reach, but, you know, maybe maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> I podcast, especially I feel like sometimes do a lot of podcasts with Twitter DM me, and then I don't see it until months later. I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's when like, email me. I'm like, whoever, anyone that's listening, email me. Email. That's a good, okay. that's a good tip. We got to go find emails from people that we can't get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, usually it's on websites, and some people will say that, like, I can't find your email. I'm like, right. It's on my website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like DMs are really tough. They're not. Twitter and Instagram are getting better at organizing them, filtering actual spam from the on spam, but they're still uh yeah. they're still uh tough to know. I got one at Twitter speaking of spam on Twitter. I got one that said hello and then it said parentheses name, parentheses, and like they didn't like <laughs> they didn't you know. edit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nice work, at least you know. Oh. Oh my god, yeah. that is so funny. Uh-huh. I know really, I love those generic ones, are they? Like, like, hey man, you've been chosen for the, the pre-sale yeah. list. Oh, really? Or like, but my favorite one I got, like, I think it's a day or two ago. I tweeted about it. It's like, hey guys, we really love your project. <laughs> and I was like, first hey guys. Of all, like, I mean, most of the time I get, you know, like those random yeah. ones will always assume um, you know, like a male gender but the guys yeah. like the plural it's like the at plural. least get how many of me there are <laughs> at least do that um yeah. but yeah they're always really funny those automated dms mm-hmm. but that makes it hard to like decipher like when i do go through them like what is like a, a true yeah i method. know i know so i always tell people you know me sometimes i feel bad because like you don't want to respond to any of them that are garbage but sometimes you're not 100 percent sure and like you want to you don't want to be nice to somebody and exactly yeah, so I don't like bad. ignoring real people. Same, same. Yeah. I always feel bad. So yeah. I usually tell people if I don't respond, follow up in a different way. In my spam. Yeah. yeah. I literally just Send, sending in emails at Alpha. If you want to get a hold of Amber, send go. her an email. But literally, someone sent me an email not NFT related, but for another project. They're like, hey, following yeah. up. And I was like, I didn't even get your first email. Yeah, but- following up. Thank you for following right. up. I don't know how. And I, Maybe and that's the key. You just yeah. say following up. And then, yeah, yeah. oh, shoot, I must have missed the first one. Uh-huh. Exactly. And then there secretly was no first one. And I look, though. There are some people who have pulled that trick. And I was <laughs> like, <Right>. you liar. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I was like, not respond. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like, it's like, thank you for your original interest. And like, yeah. oh, I was interested at one point. Yeah. <laughs> people are getting smart. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, um, Claire is definitely... Um, a really great artist that hopefully I'll meet in person mm-hmm. soon. 
Yeah, that, but I, I don't know what she looks like. Do you know what she looks like? Because I'm like, no. how would you meet? I mean, I guess they would have to come up to you. Hi, I'm Claire Silver. Like, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like, oh, I don't know what some people look like and I want to meet them. But then it's like, how am I supposed to meet them? If I don't or know someone will be like, like, I'm so-and-so. And like, I'm such a visual person. And I'm like, yeah. what, what is that? Let mean? me see and your profile like, picture. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> and then like, they'll see that I'm like trying to go through my internal Rolodex and then they like show me their profile picture. I'm like, Oh, hello friend. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do well with names. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my only weakness about the PFP um, as NFT is that my brain will take a little bit of time to adjust, but it'll get there. Yeah. And, and you were saying earlier too, you, you change your Instagram and Facebook picture, like every, or you used to like change it every year. And it's like, you, you know, as humans, we look different every year, you know, but our profile picture of, of an NFT, yeah, it could literally be the same thing for years and it doesn't matter because it's not even you. And like, it's exactly. so bizarre to think about. I know. So I was like, I guess I don't have to change my PFP, but I really like my Adam Bombs blog collab. So I was like, that one might stick for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's nice. And it's like, you know, you can see your work and everything with it. I went through a, a phase where I changed my profile picture every single day just for fun to a different NFT that I owned. And I was That's like, hope effort. y'all are keeping up with this. And I'm just like changing it every day to a new one. And yeah, um, but when now I'm stuck with, I have my doodle, um, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, oh no, now I can't change it. Otherwise someone's gonna think I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, our, our punk isn't even in my wallet. Like I remember when I first put it up as my profile picture, I like went to Dave. It's in like a, our vault wallet. I was like, it's not in my wallet. People are thinking that I stole it. And he was like, yeah, for who, for me? They're like, don't worry about that. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I thought. It's like, I thought it had to be an NFT in your wallet. I mean, it does if you want to connect it for that polygon. Right. For that hexagon. hexagon but, you know. you. Um, <laughs> but even I, you said doodles, like going back to like commercial artists, like I don't know them personally, but Burnt Toast Creative is the artist that does all the doodles work. And I've followed them for such a long time. They've done like huge commercial collaborations with like Google and like I've seen their work everywhere. And I was sad that I missed out on a doodle and then it like went parabolic. And so one day I'll get it, but I love them from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really nice to even see artists to create work in that way and to do so well. And then to have like a team and a project kind of like build around it and create this community and this universe, if you will, um, around their work. Like it's such a new avenue for artists. So it's really exciting to see people like that have had a commercial background um, be able to kind of, view their work and create work and storytell in a different way with web three. So um, doodles is a great example of that. Yeah. And I, and, and, you know, a lot of the profile pictures often you don't think much about the artist. Like I feel like cool cats when they came out, they did a great job of like, everyone yes. was like, Klon, the artist. Yes. And it was like really about the artist, which was different because I mean, board apes, nobody's like, Oh, the artist, like, yeah, I don't like even a, think Board Apes is like a series of like three or four artists, I think. Is it? Yeah, because it's like nobody, okay. it's not like, oh, this person is the artist behind it. And like they didn't, that wasn't like the selling point, you know. But um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah, burnt toast with doodles, like clon with cool cats. And I love, I, I love that. Like the whole, oh, these are actual they're artists, it's not just clip art or whatever. Like it's like they're exactly. actually, you know, and and they're collabing. Um 
with other people, devs and, and whatnot, putting together a project. I think that's really fun. Um, for me, that's kind of like a cool thing. But it's like, okay, these are actual artists. It's like, this is our passion. Um, this is what they do. So what do we think? What do we think the NFT space is going to look like in the next year, two years? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I, I don't know. If I knew, yeah. I think I'd, <laughs> right. if I knew in a year from now, I'd be on an island. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, like this, we never heard this one's going to hundred X. It's like Amber became a billionaire and just uh-huh. like the face of the planet. No, what happened? What happened? <laughs> just kidding. Um, my she hope. Knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my hope is that, um, and I think we're already starting to see it with, ETH kind of correcting and at least the United States kind of slipping into a bit of a bear market um, is that people are slowing down. I think they're being a bit more intentional with what they're collecting and why instead of the intention to get rich quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that we've seen so many like overnight successes in terms of someone minting something and then flipping it for like 300x. Um, But that mentality isn't sustainable for everybody. And I think the beauty of decentralization is that the goal, at least for me, is that everyone can support themselves using this technology. So you don't need to be making millions of dollars a year, but you can make enough to live a life that makes you happy, whether you're making artwork or you're selling other people's artwork. I think that that's my hope is that we all kind of balance out a little bit and realize that this is a technology that we could leverage for so many other things too, uh, in addition to NFTs, um, and that it allows us to create lives for ourselves that you know, we could kind of lead a little bit more. Um, so that's my hope. Uh, and then the blockchain technology in general, like hopefully by the time I'm old, it'd be really nice that like wills and all that stuff and your medical history will all be tethered to the blockchain. So mm-hmm. I don't need to be begging my kid for what medicine I need to take and stuff like that. That'll all be automated too. So I'm hoping that this technology allows that to happen as well um, for us as we grow older. So. That's not in the next few years. That's in the next few decades. Yeah, yeah. For, sure, for sure. I'm really excited about it long term. Nice. Yeah, that that's interesting to think about too, and um, and even pictures being permanent. Like I I don't ever have anything backed up on my phone. So the other day, or I guess this was like a month or so ago, I literally like broke my phone, and I had to end up wiping it and reset it, and I lost thousands. <laughs> of photos and videos and i was like what do i even take photos and videos for what's the point if i'm just gonna just gonna all disappear and and it's like okay obviously i should have backed it up right but if those photos and videos were on the blockchain like it would have been fine but also that's scary to think about like oh my photos (laughs) and videos on the blockchain like i don't want that permanent like you know i do embarrassing things that look embarrassing hopefully it wouldn't be like a a non-fungible token i mean it could be i forget the term um, that they're talking about, like for medical records, that it's something that's the private. Soul bound. Soul bound. Soul bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that could be like maybe there'll be a new iteration of like what a token looks like leveraging blockchain technology that's just private to you, but you'll yeah. never lose right. it. And if you choose to burn it, you can, but it's not like people can go and like mm. search, you know, your yep. public photos and be like, I found a photo of you when you're 12 and you're like, it's oh my like, God. No. <laughs> Yeah, not like well, let's think and, and then 300 years down the line your ancestors <laughs> no i mean your ancestors yeah. can you know because now we can't do that and even if there were photos they get lost but like yeah. forever they'll be able to say oh wow that was my great 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 grandfather you know like, exactly that's why i laugh because like i um a few years ago our friend 
did uh, my like genealogy history is before you kids you had a little bit more free time and mm-hmm. there's this photo of like i forget it was like my great great grandfather it was like in a newspaper and it was all like damaged and weirdly scanned in he found it from i forget how he found it online mm. but i was like they don't they don't register as like people that have full lives because it's like right. in this like old archaic type of format so that's really exciting and even like you know few centuries from now someone could see like photos and videos of you living your life as a full person even though you're so many yep. centuries removed so i think that's really exciting too yeah like so the much opportunity. yeah yeah that trips me up like you can't your great great grandparents like you don't see a video of them just living their lives but yeah mm-hmm. you could literally see a video of you know your future grandchildren maybe they'll see videos of your lives like that's pretty wild yeah that is so crazy it's really exciting but very exciting nonetheless very exciting scary exciting all of the above (laughs) as it should be yeah Yeah. as it should be i think that's a really exciting part of the blockchain like i probably will put all my pictures on there at some point on one that's stable and yeah exactly. you got to worry like a blockchain in 100 years what if you say you know what if you put them on Solana, say, and then in a hundred years, it's like, it's gone. It's gone. That's, you know, that's, or is it forever? Is it, is it like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Cause like, can anybody, nobody could turn it off. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless I, you know, when the now, universe, I don't know if I'm yeah. smart enough to get into that. But, <laughs> I was yeah. like, if the universe ends, yeah. uh, I don't know if it'll right. exist, well, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. but that's true. But I do think like, and I love that, it creates a lot of optimism and hope. I think, especially in the last few years, living through a pandemic and like in the United States with everything that's happening. Um, I feel like this technology brings people out of hope because it allows us to be forward thinking where I think a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially with the pandemic it, that at least for me hindered my ability to be hopeful about a future. So um, when I was introduced to NFTs and Web3, it allowed me to think in a way like, oh, wow, this is how we can make you know, life better, not only for ourselves, but for people that will come after we're gone. So I think that has been the reason why um, I've, I'll always stick around and you know be invested in what this technology can do for other people. Totally. With that said, thank you, Amber, so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you for coming on. Amber underscore Victoria on Twitter. Check her out. Stay tuned for the for the next job she has coming up July 15th. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NFTicket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.